And here we go. Here we go. On this Monday evening, it is the 13th day of November. Can you believe it? 2023, 6 o'clock straight up, which means it is time, ladies and gentlemen, for the extravaganza they call Real Talk Memphis. Uh, that's right. You are on the right, uh, you are on the right page, on the right station, and everything else. We are on live right now on uh, 91.7. On your FM dial, that would be WYXR. I am your humble host. My name is Chip Washington. And if you're watching us by uh, by Facebook Live, by the way, you can see me. My, my little my head is sticking out over over the microphone stand over here. I'm kind of back there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we're here. We're fired up. We're ready to go, and we hope to bring you a very good broadcast because you know we work hard in trying to put stuff together for you each and every week and we are glad uh that you are here we hope that you spend uh at least the next 60 minutes with us because we have some very good interviews with some very great people tonight and i'm looking forward to getting into the conversation uh speaking of guests uh let's run that down for you carol johnson carol jackson rather who who was uh, supposed to be here last week uh but uh, due to uh, unforeseen circumstances she didn't make it but guess what? She is here tonight, and she will be joining us. She's the executive director of Families Matter, and that is an organization that, if you ask me, we need more now than we have ever needed one before. So we don't happen to have her uh, with us tonight, and she's going to talk about her organization uh, and uh, what they do to try to help keep families together regardless of situation and circumstances, meaning whether or not couples are together or not, if they have children involved, the children need to be the focal point. So I look forward to talking to her in just a few minutes. A little bit later on, we will have Wendy C. Thomas. If that name sounds familiar to you, she's a longtime journalist in this town, uh, worked a long time for the Commercial Appeal. She is now the founder, publisher, uh, and editor of MLK50, justice through journalism and uh, i've never had wendy on this show before but i've always admired her work and i look forward to talking to her about mlk 50 uh what they have done uh she's a multi-award winning uh, journalist and, and that organization uh, has won some big prizes as well but i want to find out uh, sort of the history behind all of this and of course where we are today and where you know we're going in the future and how they play a role and a bit later on we'll speak to chris hope chris uh, is the uh, chairman and CEO of the Chris Hope Foundation, helping those in need 
Uh, they are expanding their operation. They have uh, two new hospital groups that they are working with. They do a lot of work uh, with uh, children from St. Jude uh, and the Labana and the like. And I really am interested in finding out, uh, you know, what his passion is and why he is so passionate about young people, especially those uh, who are dealing with medical difficulties. So there you go. Uh, that's our guest list uh, for tonight. And uh, let's see here. As I was starting to say a minute ago, we're on, of course, live on 91.7 WYXR, but you can also catch us uh, on uh, the WYXR app. Uh, we are on the TuneIn app. We're on Facebook Live this evening. Uh, and uh, so you can check us out there if you feel so inclined. And uh, when the show posts uh, tomorrow or later this week, you can find us uh, at uh, on uh, YouTube, rather. And you can also uh, catch us wherever it is you get your podcast. You know, a lot of you podcasters out here, you know, you, you like to do that kind of thing. So uh, you can always catch us once they post the show, uh, wherever you get your podcast. So this is the time of the broadcast uh, that we uh, salute those of you who have made another trip around the sun. And if you had a birthday celebration over the weekend or today or this week, this segment is for you because we always want to commemorate you if you are actually still here and you can actually still celebrate uh, that big day. But we can't do that until I say, hit it, Brent. We had a lot of happy birthdays going out tonight, so let's get to it. Uh, Tony Pearson celebrating a birthday today, as is Sinitra Williams Ford. Yeah, this is it. This is, I was I was thinking this was the wrong list. Oh, Lola's Lola's on deck. She's got one as, as well later on. Teresa Wells, my 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 plate little sister. She is uh, celebrating her birthday today. Sharon Wright, happy birthday to you, John Richard. Your birthday today, John Richard Gresham, I believe that is. Uh, Diamond Garnett Taylor celebrating today, as is Rob Sawyer. Carolyn Dupree Starks is celebrating her birthday today. Happy birthday going out to Shirley Nedra, Dee Dee Walton, and Pastor Leon Jones Jr. and Lola. Happy birthday to Sala, Joshua Rain Perkins. And also, it was hip hop's very own Heather B's birthday on today. Happy birthday, Heather B. Happy birthday, Heather B. In the house. Very good. Happy birthday to each and every one of you out there who are celebrating, who have celebrated, who are looking forward to a celebration from all of us here at Real Talk Memphis. Congratulations. We hope the day was filled with love uh, and laughter, and we hope to be here next year uh, to celebrate your next trip around the sun. Thank you, Brent. So as we uh, look into the news and notes, you know, over the weekend was a very busy weekend. We had a lot going on out here in this city and uh, the criminals had their way. Uh, these smashing grabs uh, that are happening uh, everywhere, causing thousands and thousands of dollars in damage and uh, taking merchandise anywhere from two to five to $10,000 worth. 20 to 30 people walking in uh, these places, just bum-rushing them. And and uh, two gas stations were hit overnight last night. Over $17,000 in merchandise was stolen uh, between them. Uh, the fill-and-go on 3rd Street, many of you probably saw the video of that all over the news. There were at least 30 to 40 people that walked in that store, ransacked it, and took whatever they wanted to take. 
committing $9,000 in damage and taking over $15,000 in merchandise. Uh, next, uh, we had the Exxon over there on Airways. About 30 to 40 people decided they were going to go over there and uh, do the same thing. Take what they wanted to take. Uh, and they took over $2,000 worth of merchandise. There was a FedEx truck last night that was actually in traffic uh, at a light and was surrounded by three to four vehicles uh, who decided to get out uh, and ransack the truck. They, they, they broke the lock, uh, the safety lock on the back of the truck. Uh, and when it was all said and done, took over $100,000 in merchandise that was in this truck. You know, this uh, this goes to show you that uh, lawlessness uh, is becoming the big thing in our city. And if there are no deterrents to crime or criminal activity of any kind, why would criminals stop doing what they're doing on a daily basis? And, uh, you know, the bottom line to it is it doesn't matter if it's day or night. You know, it used to be back way, way back in the day they would they would, you know, sneak around, you know, in the darkness of night. But not anymore. They're committing crimes literally in the middle of the day. I mean, in the middle of the afternoon, don't care if you watch the video of them breaking in to these gas stations and, 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 and other places. Uh, they, they absolutely don't care. And let's not talk. Let's let's not forget city gear. City gear, all three of those locations have been broken into lately, uh, and they have taken thousands and thousands. You know, you saw the video of them. They, 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 they busted open the wall in the back, and they kept going in and pulling merchandise out and going back in and pulling more merchandise out, and it's all over the camera. Ladies and gentlemen, if we don't do something, if something isn't done to correct this situation and make people actually fear uh, committing crimes and fear getting locked up for what happens on the other side instead of saying, you know what, eh, I'll be out in about 24 hours and, you know, I, I, you know I'm, I'm going to miss the party tonight, but I'll be out tomorrow and, you know, we can hang after that. We have got to do something about this. Criminal justice system run amok in this city. Oh, and by the way, my favorite of all the criminal activity over the weekend, a 14 and a 15-year-old girl decided uh, sometime on Saturday uh, that they were bored and needed something to do. So what did they do? They decided to carjack uh, a vehicle with a 63-year-old man in the car, made him, uh, you know, remove himself from the car, and they took the car, and went for a joyride, and crashed out. I said a 14-year-old and a 15-year-old girl committing crimes, and I think they were in court today. They caught him because they crashed out. But I don't know what the penalty or the punishment is going to be. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is an epidemic. I don't think anybody out there who's listening to me right now would argue with me about that. We have a major and a serious problem here. And if we don't get a handle on it and if we don't address it in some type of way, we are never going to be able to do anything. A man was killed, unfortunately lost his life downtown on Tennessee Street uh, on yesterday, as a matter of fact. I mean, down there where all the restaurants are, uh, there is a walking trail down there. It's right off the river. Uh, you know, there's some very expensive homes down there as well. Uh, you know, he was, it was, it was a, apparently a robbery of some sort. Uh, he was shot. Uh, and apparently he succumbed to his injuries. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to absolutely 100% uh, demand 
absolutely demand in whatever way we can demand that this type of behavior has got to stop. The University of Memphis won over the weekend, and uh, the Memphis Grizzlies actually won another game. They were in Los Angeles and beat the Clippers. The Clippers are sorry, too. So they beat them They beat them yesterday by about four points. And, and they will be playing the Los Angeles Lakers tomorrow in Los Angeles, and the Lakers are sorry, too. So if they don't come out with a victory on that, I'll be talking about them next week as well. That's a quick look at news and notes on this Monday evening. I am going to take my first break, but when we come back, we're going to get into the broadcast. What do you say? Very happy to have you with us wherever you are and however you are getting us on this Monday evening in the city. Uh, I am Chip. You know who you are. We'll take our first break of the night and we'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. WYXR is supported by Mempho, presenting Green Sky Bluegrass at Minglewood Hall on Thursday, November 16th. This is an all-ages show and will include an opening set by Lindsay Liu. Ticket information and availability at MemphoPresents.com. Huey's is proud to support WYXR. Established in 1970 with 10 locations, Huey's menu includes burgers, sandwiches, and more. More information at HueyBurger.com. Rumors of Fleetwood Mac is coming to the Orpheum Theater for one night only, November 14th. An opportunity for fans, both old and new, to rediscover the songs and performances of Fleetwood Mac. More information at orpheum-memphis.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis. After a quick break on this Monday evening, very happy to have you with us wherever you are and wherever you may be picking us up this evening. We, we talked at, uh, at the beginning of the broadcast to hear in news and notes about all of the crazy crime that happened over the weekend. I mean, absolutely uh, beyond the pale. And uh, my first guest is uh, someone who is uh, a, a true community leader, as far as I'm concerned. She's a community warrior as well. And what she's trying to do is help so many families uh, who need uh, to be together uh, for the sake of the children and for the sake of the family uh, to do that. She has committed her herself to doing that. And I'm, I'm very happy to have her back on the show. She's Carol Jackson, and she's the executive director of Families Matter. And my friend, again, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, it's great to see you. And how are you? 
I am well, Chip. How are you? We're doing okay. Doing okay. Trying to trying to deal with the madness that we deal with on, on a daily basis out the, out there. And you know, you and I talked quickly before the break, and your husband was watching the news. It's pretty depressing about what what's happening it's, out here. It right can now. be, Chip. It can be extremely depressing if we didn't have a hope. But we do have a hope. And you know, I'm Families Matters faith based, so I'm I'm going to my faith now. We do have a hope. And we also have many, many, many resources that our people can use if they would just pick up the phone and call us, you know? Yeah. So there's all types of things going on that that where our families can be helped if they want to be helped. Absolutely that. And and, and speaking of that, um, that, that really is uh, your calling, you know, and, and you know, you and I have talked to several times before. And, and one of the things that uh, that is really, really important is the presence of men, uh, you know, yeah. in these families. And it really doesn't matter. And I think that's this is an important point, whether you're married, whether you're together with that particular individual or what, if you have children together, the focus, no matter what, should be these children. And it seems to me uh, that a lot of that is missing today. Am, am I correct in that, Carol? You are correct. You are correct. In fact, within Memphis and Shelby County, I know there's probably over, um, at one point, there was over 100,000 men or non-custodial parents not involved in their children's lives. Now, there were some women included in that as well, but you know, that number is very small when it comes down to women. In most cases, those are males that are not involved in their children's lives. And Chip, as we have talked before, that is my passion. How do we get men to understand that their God-given responsibility is to be in the lives of their children? whether they're still with the mother or not. Mm -hmm. How do we do that? I mean, you know, 100,000 to me, that number you just uh, referenced is huge. I mean, absolutely it huge. huge. It's huge for Memphis. It's yeah. huge for Memphis and Shelby County. It would be huge for any community. That is a large number. I think it's a little bit less than that now, but at one point that's where it was. But no matter what it is, if it's in the 90,000 range, that is a huge number of children that are not, daily involved in the that children that do not have their fathers in their lives on a day-to-day -day basis mm -hmm. and that is chip i really believe that that is some of the reason we deal with some of the, the things we deal with today um as far as crime is concerned i i wonder so many times i used to say all the time that what we're dealing with are not angry youth we're dealing with hurt youth youth that have no direction mm. and so they get with some organization some some gang affiliation or whatever they're calling it today some type of affiliation and in order to fit in they have to do certain things and so we have a lot of crime i mean um like as you said when we first came on my husband was just watching the news and it was talking about you know, a man that was killed just recently. I mean, right. then someone killed today. Right. So it's so prevalent within our community that it, it actually, it hurts. It literally, it hurts me to turn on the news and hear the latest crime events. It hurts. 
You know, you have uh, spent uh, quite a bit of time, and, and, and as you said, it is your passion to uh, to to keep these uh, units uh, together to the the best way we can. Now, recently, uh, you had uh, a, a program. I believe it was called Affirm uh, yes. for men and fathers. Tell us a little bit about that program. Well, Affirm. First of all, let me just say that it is a, it is a program that uh, a project that's funded under a grant with the state of Tennessee. So it, it's an evaluation program, Chip. And what we're doing is AFFIRM. The acronym stands for A Father's Involvement Really Matters. Mm. And so what we're doing is trying to help fathers. Again, it, it, it aligns with all the programs we've had before. This one just goes a little bit further in that it helps them build economic uh, mobility. So one of the things we want to do is help them find jobs. Mm-hmm. Our major thing for me is the fatherhood coaching and the parenting support. Getting in those fathers' lives and helping them understand their role within their children's lives. We have uh, classes and and uh, Pursuit of God out in Fraser. We have them at uh, Mount Vernon and Westwood. We have them at um, uh, South, the Southbrook Mall in Whitehaven. Mm. Literally, we have classes going on in, in major areas of the city. Our offices are in those places. And so we're trying to reach those men and those women who have, who have babies by those men and asking them to help us recruit those fathers that need this, this in-depth understanding of their role. Chip, so many of our fathers that come into our classes, they tell us this is information they've never heard before. Mm. And they get that fraternity-like atmosphere because they go into these classes with men of, of, uh, in some cases, who have been in their shoes and they can understand what they are trying to tell them while helping them manage their child support, while helping them build careers and get in in careers that they enjoy being in. Yeah. So we're trying to do our best to help the family. Families Matter mission is to strengthen families, change lives, and transform Memphis. And we realize we can't do that by ourselves. It takes a healthy community in order to build a healthy community. And so we're trying to work with organizations that align with what we're trying to do mm. and partner with them so that we're all speaking the same language and no matter who's getting the funding from where we're doing it together right. because it's the lives of our children that matters we are and i'm just I'm, I'm just i'm focused in on what you just said a second ago about uh healthy communities versus unhealthy communities. And I would dare say, Carol, that we are uh, in the midst of uh, uh, an unhealthy community. And I don't think you would disagree with that, would you? I, I, I would not, but but within that unhealthy, we hear so many times, like we heard about the murders I just talked about with my husband listening to the news this afternoon, this evening. We heard about what one or two murders. Well, you know what I would, I would, I would wager if I were, was a waging person that if we were to stand on a corner and ask some people what good deed happened to them today, we would hear some good deeds as well. Mm. So it's it, it, so many times what we focused on are the negatives. Yeah. Well, guess what? They are. I'm out there doing this work. We have about 
30 or 40 people working with us doing this work. And that's just one organization here. Think about the agapes of the world, the one-by-one -one ministries of the world, the, the um, Port Elite, uh, all these other ministries, a neighborhood Christian center, all these other ministries that are out there doing this work and, but the media focus on, and they should to some degree, because we need to know where the dangers are. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of good going on in Memphis. So there's a lot of healthy community organizations, not to mention the faith-based organizations like us, and then the churches that we, 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 um, we partner with. So there's a lot of people doing good work but we hear a lot about the crime and all that, and it it is bad. I I I, I don't take anything away from that. Yeah. It is bad. However, for every bad, I'm sure that there's ten good. I I just believe that. I just believe it. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think you have to uh, if you're going to continue to do the work that you uh, are doing uh, and not be deterred by it. Uh, a key phrase and a key. Uh, really, really, one of the one of the key phrases in all of this is partnership, and that yeah. that, that goes. I mean, that stretches far beyond you know the, the the nuclear unit, and we're talking about everybody working together, and we right. we have to do that, don't we? We all have to get, we all have to buy in and have to play a role and a part in this some kind of way. Do we not? I believe that. Amen and amen again. I believe that wholeheartedly. And, you know, one of the things that stops so many times nonprofits from working together are the funding because you get funding, you know, it's almost like they put you through this competitive edge mm. to get funding. Yeah. Whereas I believe that we need to come together. We need to work together. We need to write that grant together. We need to do some things where we each get a piece of the pie and yet we're able to go out and do those things that we are actually good at. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, When my husband and I moved to Memphis, one of the things we moved here from Denver, and at that point I was in a corporate job before we moved here, so I didn't know a whole lot about nonprofits. And one of the things I tried to do when I first started working for the nonprofits was to try to pull people together where you find out that people in so many instances they are in silos. Mm. They um, uh, one not, we can we can actually align with someone, but if they didn't get funding for that, they might not want to help you over here or give you some knowledge sure. that you need sure. in order to be successful. Mm. Well, I truly believe, Chip, that we're coming down to a day because, as you just spoke about the crime, and I spoke about the crime, the crime is beginning to uh, balloon so much that we're going to have to come together in order to have that positive impact that each one of us want to have within the community. This affects everybody. Anytime a grandmother is afraid to go to the store, but it, it you know, once it, it gets a little dark, that that's ridiculous. We're, we've gotten to a point yeah. of literally, we're in the Bible points that, that talks about when Jesus is going to come back, mm -hmm. so we're we're off. We're 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 creating this this huge element of fear that is real. It's very real. My daughter said to me, "I don't want to hear of you being outside after dark." Mm -hmm. I mean, I run an organization, so guess what? I have to be outside yeah. sometime after dark. Sure, sure. But I, I'm also outside after dark 
watching my surroundings, knowing who's around me, yeah. trying to be very mindful mm -hmm. of what's going on around me so that I do not put myself in danger. However, Chip, you and I both know, you can be driving down the street and someone starts shooting and yeah. bullets are non-discriminatory. So we just have to be mindful that for me, Chip, it's not just what we're doing with Families Matter and the Affirm program and all of our other programs because Affirm literally came out of our Nurturing Fathers program. We've been doing this for years. Right teaching fathers the same thing that we're doing today, but now we can have that that element of trying to help them get jobs, that increase of uh, economic mobility and helping them build careers and job placements and working with these fathers that are passionate yeah. about what they are teaching them so that they begin to understand who they are yeah. and more importantly, Who's they are? Who's they are? Uh, I, I got to run, but before I do, uh, please let people know who are interested in knowing more about Families Matter, how they can reach out and make contact with you. Reaching out to, to make contact with us is simple. You can go to our website, which is www.familiesmattermemphis.org. Mm -hmm. You can call us on our on my office phone. Eric Hope 901-260-8520. And Chip, I go so far as to give my cell phone, my personal number out, because it, this is important for mothers, for fathers, for grandmothers. Mm. I mean, how many grandmothers are raising their children yeah. and, and without support? Yeah. So call me on my cell phone, 901 351 1124. And I look forward to hearing from those people that are interested in volunteering, those people that are interested in donating, if there's if some, some donations that can come our way, right. and those faith-based organizations, those pastors that know some of these things about some of their parishioners and need help because the parishioners are constantly coming to them for help. So Chip, anything you all can do to help us, we will gladly accept. So thank you, my friend. Thank you for having me on again. I am so thrilled to know you. Thank you, Carol. I really appreciate that. Now, more importantly, I appreciate all the work that you're trying to do uh, to make all of us in our communities better. Thank you. You take care of yourself, and you and I will be talking down the road, okay? But until then. Yes, sir. Please. Yes, sir. And happy, happy Thanksgiving. Yes, and then if I don't see you before the Christmas, Merry Christmas trip. Thank okay? you. Thank you so much. We God appreciate bless you, it. my friend. Thank, Thank you, you. too. You, too. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Carol Jackson, uh, a true uh, warrior. Uh, a Christian spirit uh, that will not be denied or deterred in uh, trying to make things better uh, for families in our community. So, so, so grateful for her uh, and uh, everything that she does. We're going to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation on this Monday evening. Wendy C. Thomas. Uh, many of you have uh, are familiar with that name, uh, but we will actually be talking with her in just a few minutes right here on this Monday edition of Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest? 
or have a guest idea. Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Support for WYXR comes from New Ballet Ensemble and School. Nut Remix is back at the Cannon Center, November 17th, 18th, and 19th. A modern reinvention of Tchaikovsky's classic Nutcracker, set on Bill Street with the Memphis Symphony Orchestra and Jilkin dancer Lil Buck. More information at newballet.org. On November 17th, Minglewood Hall will host indie folk band The Head and the Heart. The night will begin with an opening set by indie pop artist Yoke Lore. More information regarding tickets can be found at minglewoodhall.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Chip with you and uh, very glad to have you with us. And I'm very glad to have my next guest with us. Many of you uh, are familiar with the name. She was a longtime columnist uh, for the Commercial Appeal, had uh, many uh, positions over there. Uh, But since 2017, uh, most of us know her as the founder of MLK 50 Justice Through Journalism. And this is the first time she's been on this show. And I'm so happy to have her, Wendy C. Thomas. And my friend, it's great to see you. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for the invitation. Absolutely. Thank you for, for making uh, some time for us. You're a busy, busy, busy person. No doubt about that. So, Wendy, uh, you created uh, this uh, this uh, wonderful platform uh, April 4th, 2017. Am I correct in that? Yes, you are. You now, are. You're now, right. Now, what the, now, now, the symbolism is not lost on me, but what was the symbolism? And why did you even decide that you wanted to start something like this? Yeah, so uh, MLK 50, not surprisingly, was launched in the run-up to the 50th anniversary of Dr. King's assassination, as its name would imply. Right. Um, and I, at the time, I really wanted to force the community to think about what we'd done with Dr. King's sacrifice. And so... Um, I'm a journalist. That's the tool I have in my toolkit. And so I started what I thought would be like a one year project, but it's grown into like an entire newsroom and things and staff and it's getting bigger every day. It is getting bigger every day. You're a multi-award winning uh, journalist. And this uh, this particular publication uh, it, it has won many uh, big journalistic uh, prizes what 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 is uh, when you when you get up every day and your staff and you all get together and you talk about uh, you know some of the things you want to focus on? Uh, what is your focus as pertains to uh, you know what what you want people to understand uh, about your existence? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I get excited about the opportunity to dismantle the status quo. You know, Memphis is home. It's where I've grown up. 
So there's lots of love about the city, but then, you know, you, the long, well, you know this, when you live here a long time, you get to see all the wards mm -hmm. and all the systems and all the structures mm -hmm. that really have conspired to um, make Memphis a, a low wealth city, particularly as it relates to black people and keep it like that. And so um, what me and my team at MLK 50 want to do is dismantle that, right? And how can we um, expose those systems that make it hard for people to make ends meet um, and just be a part of building a better, stronger Memphis. Speaking of that, building a better, stronger Memphis, I don't know if you heard any of the conversation we had previous uh, before you came on, but but the city is in a it, it, it's in a dark place right now. I mean, you know, with the violence that we're seeing, I mean, just the indiscriminate violence that we're seeing, uh, particularly in, in many instances with our young people, uh, who I've always made this very clear. It's not the entire population of young people. There's a very small percentage of people who are committing, uh, you know, majority of the major crimes. But when you see that as someone who is from here, Wendy, you grew up here, you you, you know this city better than anybody. How does it make you feel on a day on a daily basis when you see what you see yeah. and hear what you hear? Yeah, you know, um, there is definitely a sense, and I want to be careful about this because, um, you know what you're shown a lot of, you will think there's even more of, right? And so I don't want to um, discount uh, people that are working to keep our communities safe mm -hmm. um, or, or any of that. But there is definitely a sense, I definitely have a sense that things are becoming more violent and they feel less safe. I was just talking to my parents yesterday about how uh, there's folks like drag racing kind of near their neighborhood yes. um, yeah, sure. near their neighborhood. And even um, though police were out there, folks were still, I mean, it felt very bold to me, right. To still be out there turning donuts and the cops are right there. I know I've had people speed past me yeah. on the interstate mm -hmm. where I felt like, wow, if I had just veered a little from my lane, I'd be dead mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. You know, a mm -hmm. um, lot more people that I know, you know, first it was kind of like friend of a friend of a friend. Maybe he'd been victim of a carjacking or something like that, but it's getting closer and closer to home. And so I, I mean, I think it's going to be a challenge for the new mayor. I think it's um, going to be a challenge for our entire community to try to reverse that. Um, but what I want to be careful, or what I'm worried will happen, is that in this desire for safety, that we'll um, give up on our commitment to accountability, right? And I don't think we want to just throw everybody in jail, um, you know, expand the uh, school to prison pipeline, um, saddle people with harsher sentences, which and longer sentences, which does not reduce crime. I'd like us to see, I'd like to see the community invest in programs like the violence interruption program that we've written about mm -hmm. that tries to stop things before they start. Right. Um, police are just responding to the crime. Police aren't really stopping crime unless you argue that their presence may have a deterrent effect, um, but they're responding after the fact to incidents. So how can we interrupt things before they get to that stage? And then we don't even want to talk about gun control because, you know, yeah, yeah, that's how people are are shooting and killing each other as guns. They're not stabbing each other to death. Is one of the one of the things that you uh, tend to focus on uh, with MLK Fifty uh, besides uh, you know really a, a accountability? It is really, um, you know, asking 
uh, the uncomfortable questions or bringing up the uncomfortable topics that people uh, tend to uh, shy away from when brought to the forefront? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, we see ourselves as part of like a larger media ecosystem here mm-hmm. in Memphis. And so you need your commercial appeals and your broadcast TV outlets and your chalk beats and you need all those outlets um, in a community, but we want to try to do what only MLK 50 will do. And so that's stepping back and taking a little bit deeper look at issues and stories. Um, and I'm you know, very grateful that we have the luxury of time to be able to, to do that. Yeah, you. I mean, it, this is. I mean, I. And anybody who's familiar with MLK Fifty and what you do has to be very impressed. Because what impresses me the most about what is the approach that you take, and you just you just mentioned it. You know, it's how you take a, a, the approach to a particular subject or issue or subject matter uh, that that you really want to focus on. You do take time and you get you get deep with it. You get in depth with it, which I think it really is based on what you just said. It's really kind of your focus, is it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we like to say we don't we don't um, react to news. We respond to the news. Right. And so that's we don't have those daily pressures. Right. So all my brothers and sisters at the broadcast outlets or even the daily news outlets, there's that churn. Right. And we don't we don't have that pressure. Yeah. Um, so like our housing reporter has done a lot of work around bankruptcies and evictions and um, some of his work has actually led uh, to some policy changes. Um, but that's a luxury that we we have. And um, it's a responsibility, a duty, I think, in, in that we have in our community. Um, and I have to shout out my team because they do the hard work. Adrian, Jacob, yep. uh, Sono. Stephanie, Melanie, Andrea, um, they're all doing great, great work. And I could not, MLK 50 would not exist without them. You know, when I was <laughs> listening to you talk, and one of the things that, that, that comes to mind that people are, are talking about or, or tend to talk about from time to time is the economics of our city. And when I think of, uh, you know, MLK and I think of what you guys are doing, I think of the uh, the economics of our city, in particular, the the poverty level uh, in in Memphis, which is which is talked about a lot. I just kind of wanted to get your take on 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 what you think in reference to that, and where we are in terms of the of the overall landscape. Yeah. So um, uh, before I started MLK Fifty, I did a fellowship at Harvard, and I took this class called Poverty in America. It was taught by Matt Desmond, and he asked this question in class. He said, um, what if poverty isn't an accident, but a robbery? Oh, wow. <laughs> what if poverty isn't an accident, but a robbery? Yeah. And if you think about it, I, I really believe that that's true. And I think the way it shows up in Memphis is um, the profits that are made from labor that are not then returned to the workers, right? So you know about the jobs conference, like 70s, 80s, in which the city city leaders decided they wanted to focus on making Memphis a distribution hub. Right. These decisions were made by people who's, who were never going to work at the hub. They weren't, mm. their kids weren't going to be out there tossing boxes. Their grandkids weren't going to be out there tossing boxes. But we put all our weight behind low-wage jobs um, that are not, not entry-level jobs. These were jobs people get in and stay for a while, we all know, you know, older people in their fifties that are out there working at the hub. And sure. when you build your economy around that, yeah. you've um, hamstrung yourself. And so I think now you're seeing all this, these programs are trying to, you know, train people for tech jobs and that kind of stuff. But, you know, I can make an argument that the schools were preparing people for the jobs that were there. And now we're trying to scramble to prepare people for the jobs 
um, that are coming and we're, we're coming up short, but that was the decision. And so the poverty that you're seeing, um, systemic poverty was the result of decisions made by people often to take um, the profits and the money from the people who generate the money mm-hmm. um, and give it to shareholders, people who, who already have wealth. You know, I could, I could, we, we could, we could spend a lot of time having having this conversation tonight. Unfortunately, I, I'm out of time with you, but but listen, uh, first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, you know, we've been trying to we've been trying to work this out for a while, you and I. <laughs> I'm glad we I'm glad we yeah. were finally able to do so. Uh, but I, I, I most uh, absolutely and most assuredly want you to come back on the show. Uh, and uh, we, we need to we need to finish up this conversation. There's a lot to get to. But thank you for for MLK 50 and and uh, and, and what you have done uh, with this extraordinary. It, it truly is. And it is something that this city absolutely needs. Uh, and I think they really appreciate it. Wendy C. Thomas. Thank you, my friend, for coming on the show. I have had a ball. It's been great. And I look forward to talking to you down the road. OK. Yes. Talk to you soon. Okay. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye bye. That was great. Absolutely great. You know, and uh, as I said at the outset, Wendy is uh, I mean, she is a a well-known and extraordinary multi award winning columnist. I mean, and since she the inception of MLK 50 has really uh, made us think uh, as an as a, as a city and as a society. And if you if you don't check out what they do just go to mlk 50 uh, uh justice through journalism and check it out and you'll see what i'm talking about that's a great interview i really appreciate her coming we're going to take our final break of the broadcast and when we come back we will continue for this monday evening in the city this is real talk memphis i'm chip you know who you are we'll be right back If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. WYXR is supported by Mempho, presenting American Aquarium with special guest Lance Roark at Minglewood Hall on Sunday, December 10th. Ticket information and availability at MemphoPresents.com. WYXR is supported by Mempho, presenting Jazz is Dead at Minglewood Hall on Wednesday, December 13th. Ticket information and availability at MemphoPresents.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. Welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Chip with you and... Uh, you know how I feel about people who are doing things uh, from the heart. 
from, from a place deep within of caring and love and concern. And that is why I'm really happy to have my next guest on. Uh, he is Chris Hope. And of course, uh, he, he fronts the Chris Hope Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization providing financial and social support services to families in their child's fight against life-threatening diseases. Uh, Chris joins me now. Chris, it is great to see you, and thank you for taking time to come on the show, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, most definitely. I appreciate the opportunity. So listen, uh, you know, in that little summary that I just read, uh, you know, about you and your organization, uh, it, it just brings me to one thing, uh, Chris. Why uh, was this so important for you uh, to found this foundation and uh, to be able to help so many people uh, uh, who need so much of the support and love, especially those uh, with young ones who are going through some very difficult challenges? Basically because I saw the need firsthand. Um, you know, we hear the stories about the kids who are at St. Jude battling cancer, the treatments, the chemo, and all the effects that comes with that. But nothing's really said about the parents who struggle financially um, because they're here with their child and not being able to work. And hearing the stories firsthand from the families about their struggles, about the things that's happening at home that they can't take care of, uh, really touched my heart. And of course, the opportunity we had to help the first family save their home, you know, it was like, you know, why don't we try to do this for more people? Of course, there was no game plan. Um, I wasn't in, didn't have any kind of sites of running a nonprofit organization, didn't have any knowledge on what it took to run a nonprofit. Um, it's just something that literally God put on me to do. And uh, for eight and a half years now, we've been doing it for, for not just here at the city of Memphis, but also other states across the city, across the country. It really is, uh, you know, quite. Uh just reading about your organization and I went to your website and then of course I saw the testimonials from the parents that, that you have helped through these processes and and yours as well and it was just so uh, you know you you can you can feel the sincerity in in what you're trying to do and that's why after so many years you continue to be successful even to the point now where you've got you've got there's a couple of more uh, uh, hospitals that you're going to be working with as well as a result of the work you're done you've done in the past talk about uh these new partnerships that you have coming up um i tell you um it's fun because i just got a an email from the church hospital in milwaukee wisconsin we're doing something very special for them in december um i visit i visited visited their hospital back in september and um, pretty much just offering some arson crafts and some other things that pretty much all children's hospital requests like coloring books, crayons, sketch pads, coloring pencils, things of that such. Um, and I asked them out of the blue, what is it, the one thing that you guys like to have? And amazingly, they said a robot. And, you know, oh, I'm thinking wow. this big, you, big, yeah, this big old robot, but uh, come to find out it's nothing being like a R2D2 for our old school folks. Uh, yeah. uh, it's, not anything like, <laughs> it's not anything like that, but it's literally something that a child can operate from their hospital bed, from anywhere in the hospital, anywhere in the city to interact with the public. Um, so that's something that we're looking forward to revealing with them on December the 13th. But literally, I mean, you just communicate with the different hospitals, see what the uh, needs are. Of course, we don't do anything major like that for all of the hospitals, but 
it's it's a great opportunity to fill some needs that does, that doesn't necessarily have a huge cost. Yeah. But you know, you'd be amazed, man, the appreciation you get from the child life specialist to to deliver or have things like this shipped to them. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. I would imagine uh, that it would be, and you you do it from a very selfless place. I mean, clearly, uh, th- this is a labor uh, of love for you, and I think that uh, no doubt the people that uh, are benefiting from this, uh, you know, the, the the parents and the children, uh, you know, who you're dealing with in some of these uh, in various yeah. hospitals, and here, of course, St. Jude and 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 Labonna and a lot of other places that you're working with. There just has to be such a gratification. Uh, Chris, so when you ask for uh, like, you know, sponsors, you got a lot of people that sponsor what you do already. But when you come to them, you know, saying, look, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about doing this or I want to do this or maybe you want to be, be more expansive in what I'm doing. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, once they hear what your organization is truly all about, they are more than willing to be supportive of your efforts. You know, it's, it's pretty amazing when we have meetings with different um, businesses, whether it be a small business or a corporation, of course, they've already done the homework on you yeah. uh, mm-hmm. to get the background check on you to see everything that you got going on. And literally, you're just coming to tell your story. And um, a lot of the things that kind of get their attention in is they see the passion in uh, what 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 I'm giving and the reason why I'm giving it. Uh, so it's pretty much, well, I ain't gonna say it's always easy for them to say yes, because you don't always get a yes. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, but you know, um, yeah, for the most part, yeah, they are more than happy to be a part of what we're doing. And of course, we welcome each and everybody to, you know, come on, come on board for sure. So as you look ahead, and I'm sure, you know, with an organization like you, you're always looking ahead, you know, checking out, seeing where the need is and what you can do as an yes. organization and a group to be able to help in, in that regard. What lies ahead for you as, as we end uh, another year and look forward to, a, to a 2024 for your organization? Well, one of the things that we're wanting to do going forward is, which was never part of the plan at the time, visit the Children's Hospital in Wisconsin. It's that we want to be able to have an impact in every hospital uh, in each state. Uh, not every hospital, of course. That'll be a that'll be a big challenge. But we want to target each state um, in, in the United States. We want to be able to put a, a thumbtack on each state, saying we were here mm-hmm. and we made an impact here at this hospital, mm-hmm. and also be able to uh, grow grow the team to be able to um, add more staff members, add more volunteers, to add more opportunities for the community to get involved um that's you know initially we was all about our mission but here lately it's all been it's been about community involvement because i want them to be able to tell their story when they come to be a part of a crystal foundation event or when they come to help with us uh, at labana children's hospital or collect toys or whatever the case may be so i i really started to enjoy to see their reaction to when they give things to the kids and after that, you know, it becomes word of mouth. They become our spokesperson when they talk about their experience with the Chris O Foundation. Well, Chris, before I let you go, if uh, anybody who uh, might be no, listening. No, don't let me go, man. Don't let me go. Man, man, look, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's never permanent. I promise you that. It's never permanent. But listen, if anybody who is listening to this or, you know, we're a podcast, who may, who may catch the podcast and, and hear you and hear about your uh, foundation and want to be a part of it, uh, tell folks how, how they can reach out and, and, and contact you and, and find out more about what you do. Uh, simply just go to the website at chrisofoundation.org. 
Um, I encourage everyone to check out all the different links to see all the different things that we have going on, the different ways we've been involved. And uh, I think there's a link on there to, I, I think it says get involved where you can sign up yes. uh, to be a volunteer. Yeah. And you can also get a subscription of our newsletters that we send out every month to see what we have going on so you can be a part of it. So visit the ChrisHopeFoundation.org website and you in. Well, listen, man, uh, uh, bless you for everything that you are doing for so many people uh, with a very selfless heart. And God is blessing you and your organization. That's why you're expanding yes. and reaching out uh, far beyond where you are right now. Chris Hope, thank you, man, for, for, for coming on the show. And we're going to stay in touch and keep in touch. And anything that we can do to help, uh, any expansion that you're going to be doing or anything we can do to help you to promote what you, the good works that you're doing, uh, we're, we're, we're here for you. promise you that. I, I appreciate it, Chip. Take care, man. We'll talk to you soon. Happy New Year to you, by the way. Happy New Year to you, too. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. Chris Hope. Boy, that's now that's how you end the broadcast uh, with uh, with uh, with someone who, who, who has a giving heart, who has a caring heart, and a sincere heart. The Chris uh, Hope Foundation. Really happy to have him on the show tonight. Uh, happy to have everybody on the show tonight. And uh, as we get out of here, listen, I, I, I just have to, uh, you know, kind of go back in the conversation that we had, you know, about uh, our city has a lot of challenges uh, in, in so many ways. And uh, I, honestly, uh, you know, we don't put everybody, we don't paint everybody with the same broad brush because there are so many people that are doing so many positive things as Bryn plays us out. And, uh, you know, I just want to continue to support that. And as I continue to support that in our community and beyond, uh, I need you all to help to support that as well. Uh, you know, a lot of us, uh, you know, on a daily basis are concerned about what is going on around us and concerned about our family and friends and people that we care about, uh, you know, which, which is quite natural these days. But we can't give up. I was thinking about what Carol Jackson was saying earlier. You know, uh, she's a Christian woman and she cares. Uh, and she's not going to give up uh, no matter how dark some of the days may be. And that's for all of us. We can't give up and we can't give in uh, to where things are. Uh, so for all of you who have checked us out tonight uh, on Facebook Live and if you may be listening on radio or social media, wherever you're catching us at, please continue to support this broadcast because I'm going to work my tail off uh, to try to support the best uh, in Memphis uh, and uh, everything that we do uh, as a city moving forward. God bless each and every one of you. Please uh, stay alert. Uh, watch for your surroundings around you and uh, take care of other folks as well. So for Nicole, for Lola, for Bren, and for me, Chip, thank you for being with us tonight. We are out.